the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Happy Monday. Hope you made it through okay. So it's a very beautiful day out there, isn't it? Very fall-like Pittsburgh day. Wednesday's going to be 70 degrees. Excellent. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Just love it so much. Yeah. Right before the show got underway, because it is a show, we were singing show tunes. We were. It was great. And, yeah. and I think you and I knew a lot of details of that song. <laughs> we were singing the instrumentation parts. We were doing the vocals. Because I listened to that album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did, they, did they play show tunes in your house? Your mom and dad? Oh, yeah. Soundtracks. Oh, yeah. We yep. have the... In fact, I have all my parents' albums. I was just looking at them mm. the other day. I have... Um, okay, Oklahoma. Of course, I had Oklahoma. Gypsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Music Man. <laughs> Fiddler on the Roof. That's like standard. South Pacific. Yep, yep. Showboat. <laughs> yep. Uh, what else do we have? That's uh, Americana. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, right. We had the same stuff. Yeah, of course. All the same <laughs> albums. You can come to my house if you want to listen to them. I know all the words. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. I know I'm missing a couple in there. Mm-hmm. Sound of Music, My Fair Lady. Excellent. Of course, you have to have mm-hmm. those in there. Yeah, very good. Shows were better then. I guess they were. Probably. Because yeah, they were yeah. shows. They were shows. They, they were extravagant. I mean, I, I, I appreciate the fact that, you know, we can go hear all of Billy Joel's songs in a show, but it's yeah. not a show. No. It's a review. It's a review. It's kind not a of. show. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. to. Can you imagine how difficult it would be to, to mount something on Broadway now? No, it, but look at how many shows there were and how – do you feel like people are taking I – don't, I don't mean to say it's easy. The easier way out by doing – Reviews. Yeah. Smokey Joe's Cafe. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Well, it's probably a lot cheaper. It costs a lot of money to mount a new Broadway sure. musical, doesn't it? Sure. And plus the politics of the time and all that whole thing. I, I don't know. It's very difficult. What's the last um, Broadway show you saw in New York? Do you remember? Shoot, boy, I don't know. It's been, I'll tell you what, it's been a long, long time. Has it? Heck yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I, I've been back to New York, I think, twice since I left New York. And that's a long well, time ago. Well, I understand ago. because you have to get that out of your system. Oh, yeah. You don't really want. I, I mean, you left for a reason. You're mm, not super eager to go back and reimmerse yourself in it. Yeah, I mean, we took the kids once. Um, it's expensive. It's, yeah, it's, it's an awful expensive. lot, and it's just a trek. And what are you going to do with your car? Oh, you know, park it's it a way pain. down by the river. Right, you know, and, pay ninety bucks a and day. And I don't know my way around New York. Yeah. So, you know, it's a it's a real thing for me to go there. Sure. You could, you know, I'm sure fine. navigate it in, well, in the dark. But at, like any big city, you know, it changes every yeah, 10 true. years. Yeah, that's true. It always changes. Yeah. But geographically, yeah, of course, you, you know your way around New York yeah. City. But, you know, it's the city's changed. I remember when we were there, I was so excited for the kids to see, like, the top of the Empire State Building. We stood in line for hours. I know. And you didn't used to have to do that. Right. You see, just get on the elevator and climb up. And, and now climb. I understand you have to buy a ticket. You right. can't, like, you can't even wait. In, you can't even decide spontaneously right. to do it anymore. You need a timed kind yeah. of thing. Right. 
I mean, I remember, you know, living in New York City and going multiple times to the head of uh, climbing a ladder to the to the torch on the oh, Statue of Liberty. You know what? When I, I've never been to the Statue of oh, Liberty. Oh, it's so beautiful. It is so beautiful. Yeah. I've never been there. I've been to New York several times. The first two times it was under construction. You know, it had mm, right, scaffolding right. It around for it. a long time. And right. then the last time I wasn't on that side. No, you can get up there, but it just takes the whole day to do a thing. So That's frustrating, isn't it's it? It's just the world we live in. That's all. Things and if you had a week... A vacation, you probably wouldn't choose to go to New York with it. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> That's I just how it is. That. Anyway, we were singing show tunes before the and we weren't, Monday we show. We weren't singing them well. No. Just but, in you case know. you're wondering. But, you know, there's nothing nothing quite like a show tune to get you going. No. Right? I, I, I like a show I tune. I enjoy a show tune. Yeah. Anyway. A good show tune. You got news now yeah, instead, I do. right? Mm-hmm, All right. Without uh, the show tunes. Further ado, Kath, uh, looking at the news, give us the top four at four. For Monday, October 3rd, mm. 2022. That's today, John. Thank you. Number one. The heads of nine European NATO members issued a joint statement yesterday backing a path to membership for Ukraine in the Security Alliance, calling on all 30 NATO nations to ramp up military aid for Kyiv. Ukrainian President Zelensky made a surprise move Friday to apply for fast-track NATO membership in response to Russia's annexation of four regions there. Keep in mind that NATO membership needs approval from all 30 members, and there's just it's not it's just not going to happen. Right. There's no way that's going to happen. It has to be unanimous. Yeah, it has to be unanimous. I didn't know that. The leaders of um, Chechnya... What? Czechia? Is that what they're calling the Czech Republic now? Chechnya? It's a, no, it says Czechia. Czechia. C-Z-E-C-H-I-A. So that's, they've uh, renamed the Czech, Czech Republic? It's like Kiev. 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 All right. Czechia is what it says. I'm reading from the AP yeah. here. Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, North Macedonia, Montenegro, Poland, Romania, and Slovakia mm. are the ones who are in with this. Number two. Protesters rallied across Iran and strikes were reported throughout the country's Kurdish regions. The protests sparked by the death of Masa Amini, a 22-year-old from Iranian Kurdistan. They've spiraled into the biggest show of opposition to Iran's clerical authorities since 2019. There have been a bunch of people killed, more people injured. People are also demonstrating, John, in London, Rome, Madrid, and other western cities in solidarity with the protesters in Iran. A video post, I thought this was interesting, on social media over the weekend appeared to show protesters giving flowers to members of the riot police in the capital city, which was a recreation of Iranians winning over the military to their side in the 1979 revolution. Bring it. The protests began at Amini's funeral on September 17th. They're now in all of Iran's 31 provinces. Amnesty International said that the government crackdown has so far led to the deaths of 52 people and hundreds injured. That's from Reuters. Number three, John. A Lake Erie fishing tournament ended with the event's original winners, caught up in a little bit of a controversy. What the heck? On Friday, the Lake Erie Walleye Trail, or Loot, the fishing tournament uh, crowned Chase Kominsky and Jake Runyon winners after the weigh-in. But in a video posted to the tournament's Facebook page, one of the contestants appears to question the results on stage before the video is emergently cut what? off. Really? Uh-huh. Another video widely shared online captures chaos erupting after one of the winners' fish is sliced open, John, and found to be stuffed with lead weights and other fish fillets. Other fish fillets? Fish on fish on fish? One Fish in fish. One by one, the contestants' other fish are gutted. Each of them revealed to contain items stuffed inside to add weight to the catches. There's nothing sacred. Listen, 
the outraged crowd gathered around the contestants oh. was accusing them of cheating in previous tournaments as well threatening to call the cops uh, and a subsequent really? Facebook post, tournament director Jason Fisher listed the true winners of the tournament after Kaminsky and Runyon were disqualified, mm. and he apologized for the cheating scandal. He said, quote, disgusted, guys and gals. Sorry for letting you down for so long, and I'm glad I caught cheating taking place in your loot at wow, the same wow, time. Wow, wow. It's from CBS and number four. It was a wretched weekend for Pittsburgh football. Pitt lost to Georgia Tech Saturday in a truly unwatchable game. And then mm. the Steelers just fell apart. They lost to the Jets in case you were keeping track at home. And thus your top four at four. Seriously, between the Pitt game and the Steeler game. Mm. Tough. That's tough weekend. Those are two rough games to watch. Yeah, the Pitt game, tough. I don't know what happened to Pitt, but that was a disaster. Disaster. You didn't see that because you were at Penn State. I saw a good game. I did. Yeah. I was at Penn State with my wife and kid. Mm-hmm. Penn State won. In the rain. Mm-hmm. In the cold rain. It's really, just a mess. But a lot of fun. Lots and lots of fun. Coming up on today's program, okay. uh, we're going to talk about uh, four Pittsburghers who, um, or four Pittsburgh, four people who have ties to Pittsburgh have landed in Forbes' list of richest Americans. Does not include you or I? I don't think so, mm-hmm. but I will check. Um, we're going to talk about the latest from Ukraine with mm-hmm. Father Jason Sharon. Does this make sense? And coming up next, raise a juice box to the temperance movement. The temperance mm-hmm. movement at communion. Yeah. Usually Greg Clugston's with us. Yeah, we can't make it today. He's out of the office today. Uh, We're going to talk about wine and communion. That's next. 101.5 WORD. I won! I won! Yes! And we want you to win, too. So sign up to receive our contests and sweepstakes update. Each Friday, you can see new opportunities to win. We regularly give out prizes from books, music, and merchandise to household items, even vacation trips or car payments. Stay up on all the fun. Subscribe to our contests and sweepstakes update, mailed each Friday. Sign up today at wordfm.com slash subscribe. Hearth and Home Furnishings in Zelenopoul offers plenty of ways to get cozy this fall. Bring beauty, value, and warmth to your home with their wide selection of American-made gas, electric, and wood-burning fireplaces. Or choose the authentic rustic charm of a gas or wood-burning stove or insert. And their realistic vented gas logs allow you to set the mood without the mess. Relax and get comfortable with Hearth and Home Furnishings in Zelenopoul at hearthandhomepa.com. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, just watching your hard-earned dollars flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option. It's called MediShare 65+. Plus. And MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills. It really is a community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years, and you can use your Medicare-approved doctor, and you also get telehealth 24-7 service, so you don't have to leave your home for the little stuff. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're easy to talk to. Call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. Celebrate fall during Community Market Days at Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse. 
Every Saturday from 11 to 3, Bedner's has plenty to enjoy, including local goods and vendors, a food truck, live music, wine tastings, cooking and gardening workshops, DIY and kids' activities, plus everything you need for your fall gardening and decor, with fresh-cut pumpkins, gourds, corn stalks, mums, and lots more. Community Market Days, every Saturday at Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse in McDonald. Visit Bedner'sGreenhouse.com. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. When you go to communion, do you, at your church, do they have wine or do they have... Grape juice. Oh, grape juice. Mm -hmm. Every church that I've ever, uh, like, been a member of has gone the grape juice route. Really? Uh, And what about you? Well, I grew up Catholic and, you know, we're chug-a-lugging. Right. No disrespect, but you're drinking wine are you drinking out of a common cup when you're growing yes. up? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And are, are are people still doing that? They are. Okay. Mm-hmm. Even even during COVID. Here's the thing. If you would go to communion in a Catholic church, most Catholic churches, you would step forward, you would take the host, and then drink from a common chalice, and then in between... Someone wipes it with yeah. a white cloth. Right, which does nothing. Nothing. No, right. No. Scientifically speaking, that's not helping a lot. No, it really isn't. Um, I like to drink wine at communion. Um, it's, I don't know. It brings. It, it feels legitimacy. Right. You, it feels, so the, So it feels legit to you and the others. It's just reposing. I'm having Welsh's grape juice. And, and nothing against that. I mean, you know, it's just a whole different feel. That's all. Theologically, I wonder. Does it make a difference? No, I don't think it makes any difference. All right, Jennifer Woodruff Tate is with us. She's managing editor of the Christian history of Christian history, author of the Poison Chalice, Eucharistic Grape Juice, and Common Sense Realism in Victorian Methodism. Uh, Jennifer, welcome back. How are you doing? Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm doing well, and I'm Episcopalian, so we walk up to the front, we we take the, the wafer, we drink the wine, and we wipe the cup. So, wipe okay, the cup. so, you, so it's still common cup. So yeah, absolutely still common cup. During COVID, my church and many Episcopal churches, we, we did bread only. Um, and there's a whole theological thing about why. Uh, but anyway, we did bread only. But my church has certainly gone back to the common cup um, and has been doing it since since late 2021, I think. Does it give you pause? Not really. Um, I, it did at first, uh, but when we learned a little bit more about the airborne nature of, of COVID and I'm vaxxed and all that, I, you know, now I just, well, and I'm the priest, so. I get it first. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, you're good. You know, when I'm at when I'm at other churches, you know, I, I walk up and I take it. I it, to me as a Protestant, since um since it was one of the important things that the reformers fought for to receive both bread and wine, when I can, I do. So, is it different to you? Like John was saying, that wine seems legit to him, and the grape juice is like a bunch of posers. Um, I theologically, you know, if you ask me, do I theologically believe that grape juice is the blood of Christ? Yes. Um, would I rather you take wine? Also, yes. Uh, it feels more mm-hmm. sort of awe-inspiring, uh, but I don't have any problem if I'm in a Methodist church or a Presbyterian church and communion is grape juice, I believe. 
I believe that's Jesus. I go up front. I receive it. I don't remember his death. I, I you know, it, it, so you know, there's a question of what my own preferences are and what the theology is. And personally, I don't have a the- as someone who studied grape juice, I don't have a theological problem with it. But I like taking communion with wine better. Right. Uh, the church I attend, Jennifer, they do like sort of these self-contained. It's like communion, like mini communion. It's in plastic. You peel back the little plastic tab. I find that to be sad. It's so antiseptic, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So during my, during COVID, of course, there were many discussions in the Episcopal Church about how to do communion. And in the Catholic Church, my husband's Catholic, so they had different discussions. Um, but where our discussions ended up was repeatedly people in the pews kept saying, we want the little tearback thing so we can have communion. And repeatedly, my bishop kept saying, no. Mm-hmm. You cannot do that. Um, he got as far as saying it was all right to do uh, for people who really wanted to receive wine to have individual cups, which are normally no-no in the Episcopal Church. But um, he then he then then we got to the point where churches were opening, you know, sort of fully opening back up, and we, you know, masking was optional, that sort of thing. And so now most of the churches I know have moved to the common cup. There is never any pressure. And I know a lot of people will come up and they'll just take the bread and they'll go away. And I always, when I invite people to the communion table, I'm like, it's all Jesus. You know, it's all there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I said, I, pre- I prefer to receive the wine when I can um, because that sort of connects me with who I am as a Protestant. Yes. But, you know, but, but you know, we, we, we tried to be open to many things in the Episcopal Church during the pandemic about worship, but little tear-off lids were not actually one of them, at least in my Okay, so, so you said, I, I believe you said that it was the bishop who said, no, we're not doing that. So what's the objection from an Episcopal perspective? Why would you say no? The objection, the objection, honestly, was not a theological one as much as an aesthetic one. Okay. Okay. I actually, I actually wrote. I was on the liturgical commission for my diocese, and we we each wrote something about what we thought about how to handle communion during COVID for the bishop to consider. And I said, I don't have a theological problem with it. If this is bread and the fruit of the vine, you know, and I'm consecrating it, you know, I'm remembering the past acts of of Jesus for our salvation, and I'm you know, calling down the Holy Spirit, praying for the Holy Spirit, and, and talking about the future, you know, the things that happen in our Eucharistic prayer. This is Jesus. Uh, my, my, all of my questions are sort of practical and aesthetic. And I think the bishop said, this is not an aesthetic place I want to go as an Episcopalian. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my own, my own personal, um, personal opinion is if you've got bread and the fruit of the vine, and it's consecrated, it's it's even if it's in little tear off ugly things, right. it's still Jesus. It's still Jesus, you know. But uh, but so so I didn't you know, I did not have a personal problem with it. But in the Episcopal Church, the bishops can make those decisions. The bishop can set the boundaries. So the bishop can say we are not doing something, and then you can't. And then if that thing if it's not on the not list, then in in worship, then you can't. So he said, okay, you can try individual cups. You can you know you can just do the bread. You can do very you know people just receive the bread. Uh, but you can't do the tear-off thing. But it wasn't really a theological objection. We're talking with Jennifer Woodruff-Tate about communion. Jennifer, excuse my ignorance, I did not know that the Episcopal Church uh, would say that the the wine and the bread is the body and blood of Jesus. I thought that was primarily just a Catholic thing alone. Uh, the Episcopal Church um, has, has a, well, the official position of the Episcopal Church is fairly broad. Um, and there's a number of things. And so within the Episcopal Church, you will probably not find anyone who is a straight-up memorialist, who is just, mm-hmm. we're taking this, we're remembering what Christ did. Okay. There's nothing special going on. Um, you might, but you probably won't. But you, I am on the much more Catholic end. I am married, as I said, to a Roman Catholic. have always been fairly high church in this. Of believe, I don't want to say that's transubstantiation. Okay. You know, my husband is like, 
it's okay. You know, like, like would I put it that way? No, but, you know, can I sign the papers? Yes. For me, I was like, I don't want to narrow it down that much. Mm-hmm. But I firmly believe, I believe this is a Methodist growing up, and I believe it is an Episcopalian now, that there is a, there is grace in receiving the elements mm-hmm. that it truly is the body and blood of Christ. I'm not going to call up Thomas Aquinas and get into how. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm going to receive it, and I'm going to receive it as the body and blood of Christ and sort of treat it with respect. Yes. And, and feel that this is an avenue of his grace for me. And that and in the Episcopal Church, that's a position that a lot of people hold. And then you will find some people in the Episcopal Church who are a little bit more like, you might think of Methodists or, or you know, this is, you know, this is real and it's special and it's sacramental, but we're really not getting very closely into the elements. You know, and then you go further out to a more sort of perhaps Baptist position, which is we're just, we're doing this because Jesus told us to remember him. And there aren't many Episcopalians that would hold to that. I see. That's interesting. So when I've been to a Catholic Mass, I mean, the entire Mass is predicated on the road forward is all about the moment where people step forward and take communion. Now, is that the same? Is it the broad thing again in the Episcopal Church as well? That, you know, the Mass to me is sort of like all about communion. What about the Episcopal service, Anglican service? Yeah, I, yeah yes. Um, well, I, I, what I'm saying, I'm Episcopalian and but I know that there are Anglicans in this country and on this radio audience who aren't. And so I, I, you know, they can speak for themselves, but I'm also meaning this to apply to sort of Anglican thought in general in this. Um, yes, it is uh, direct in the sense that we have Eucharist normally every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and we always, we all, and the service is structured so that it does lead to that moment. Um, but um, also in, in, in the Anglican tradition, there's a strong tradition of morning and evening prayer which is what you have on Sundays. If you don't, like my church only gets me two Sundays a month. So there's morning and evening prayer, which is kind of like, you know, what low church people do every time they go to church. We read the Bible, we sing, we pray, we have a sermon, we go home, uh, you know. And uh, and so there, there's a, a, a strong sense that there's this other tradition as well in Anglicanism. Also, and I think this is true about many uh, Protestant groups, and I do think Anglicans are Protestant, the, um, the idea that you want the service of the table to be balanced with the service of the word. So if the sermon is crappy or non-existent, is communion still efficacious? Yes. yes. But are people going to understand and be better prepared mm-hmm. for what's going to happen at the altar, which is the climax of the service? If the sermon has been thoughtful and has, you know, explain, explicated the Bible and, you know, given, you know, thoughts about how that applies to people's life, also yes. So I think it's very important to have a a strong service of the word to help people in their discipleship so they know what's going on when they then step up to the altar for what for us also is the climax of the service and say, you know, Jesus, I'm I'm here to dedicate myself to you. And, you know, you want people to know what that means. Jennifer Woodruff Tate is with us, managing editor of Christian History and author of The Poison Chalice, Eucharistic Grape Juice and Common Sense Realism in Victorian Methodism. Jennifer, for people, we only have a couple minutes left, so this is kind of a broad question. But for people listening to the show who aren't, who don't go to church, who didn't go to church growing up, they're listening to this conversation and they're saying, "What, what is the about? big deal?" <laughs> what are these people talking about? Why but it's a huge deal, right? So, yeah. So, what would what would you say if that person said to you, "What is the big deal?" What would your answer be? Yeah, well, I like to go back to the early church on this because that's actually the, the same problem they had, um, is that they were in a culture that did not understand why their central right, their central worship was around this idea of, of uh, John 6, what Jesus says in John 6, of eating his flesh and drinking his blood. And I would say, you know, look, great, you know, God, for me, God 
God created the world. I see God's presence everywhere. I see God's grace everywhere. There are certain places that I feel as a Christian that the, that the Bible and the tradition of the church tell me, if you, if you go to these places, Jesus is going to show up. And communion is really on the shirt. You know, I'm actually following John Wesley here, who is also Anglican. You know, communion, reading scripture, Christian conversation, fasting and prayer, those were, and works of mercy. Yeah. That was his list. Short list. And if you do those things, that was his short list. He said, you know, did, the, did Jesus make everything? Yes. Can you look at, at, at the hands of, you know, I don't want to be so like, oh, that's, that's secular. You know, I'm not going there. I'm, I don't feel that way about it at all. The whole world was created by God, and I see many beautiful things in it. But I think of those five, six, if you count works of mercy, especially as places, there are scriptural promises and promises in the tradition of the church and the stories of the saints of the church that if I go to those places with an open heart and an open mind and an open spirit, Jesus is going to meet me. And that's, for me, one of the main reasons that that I find communion so incredibly important. It's not just about remembering Jesus' death on the cross and what he did. It's about getting grace and strength to live a Christian life now because of what he did on the cross. I'm into that. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I find it incredibly important, and uh, I wish the church would talk about it more, think about it more, and perform it more at, at every opportunity. Hey, Jennifer, thanks a lot. I mean, we enjoyed the conversation. It was kind of like, you know, we sort of ran it through a different tri- tributary, but fascinating. I want to talk about the Eucharist and uh, communion at any time possible. So thanks for this. Yeah, well, I'm always happy to come on and talk and talk about that or anything. So it's always good to be with you. Guys. Terrific. That's Jennifer Woodruff Tate. Check her out, Christian History. Also, her book, The Poisoned Chalice. Coming up next, four with Pittsburgh Ties land on Forbes list of richest Americans. Hmm. You know, a lot of times you have to choose between something high quality or something that saves you money. But if you can get both, why not? Especially when it comes to health care. And that's MediShare. You get both. The typical family saves 500 bucks a month switching to MediShare. And that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. It's because MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge PPO network, so... Yeah, really. You could save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. If you're self-employed or part of the gig economy, or you just want a plan you're happy with. You can call right now and get a price within two minutes. Here is the number you need. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. I love seeing the transformation of a smile. There's a reason patients love Dr. Megan Stock, voted Pittsburgh Trib's best of the best dentist in northern Allegheny County for the second year in a row. You don't have to do full mouth rehabilitation to really transform a patient's life. For a patient to be able to smile confidently and be happy with their own smile. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Christian television is one of the best way to tell the world the truth, where you don't have to live in chaos, and you can access peace and hope, and that there is a God who loves you. Bridge of Hope is coming soon on Cornerstone Television Network. Get involved and hear from special guests Auntie Ann Beeler, founder of Auntie Ann's Pretzels, David and Nicole Binion, Jay Gilbert, Mike Smalley, and Jennifer Evaz. Join us October 3rd through 7th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network. This is Greg Trzynski from the Original Mattress Factory. 
Sometimes customers are a little surprised when they first walk through our doors. They don't always expect our prices to be so fair for such a high-quality product. My father found that producing our mattresses in our own local factories would eliminate the middleman, providing a higher-quality product at a lower price than mainstream brands. It's the secret to our success that we are happy to share with anyone that comes through our doors. Visit an OMF location today to see the original Mattress Factory secret for yourself. Do you need new blinds or shades? Blindster.com offers custom-made blinds, shades, and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Blindster blinds are easy to install and guaranteed to fit. Don't overpay for new blinds. Shop today and save big. Blindster.com. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Clearing skies expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 41. Tomorrow, we'll have intervals of clouds and sunshine. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 63. Clear skies for tomorrow night with a low of 43. Wednesday, we'll see plenty of sunshine. Expect a high Wednesday of 70. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Forbes released uh, their list today of the 400 richest Americans. Now, you know, there was a time when Forbes... The magazine, the brand, was a big deal. I think less so lately. Yeah, it was a big right? deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Malcolm Forbes yep. in the 1980s. That was a gigantic thing. Steve However, Forbes. Yeah, they still exist, though. So they, uh, the Trib picked this up, and uh, it's been on the wire service. So apparently there are four people from Pittsburgh who are uh, uber wealthy. and uh, You, me, and Gary. <laughs> and Gary's friend. <laughs> Ed. All right, so here's the list. David Tepper. Oh, the, the Tepper uh, School of Business. Uh-huh. Uh, an estimated worth of $18.5 billion. Tepper, the president and founder of the Appaloosa Management Hedge Fund. He was raised in Stanton Heights. Mm, and, I didn't know uh, that. Graduated from Peabody High. Okay. A bachelor's degree in economics from Pitt and an MBA from Carnegie Mellon. Tepper donated $55 million to Carnegie Mellon in 2003 with the business school named after him. Mm-hmm. A former minority owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Tepper now owns the Carolina Panthers. I didn't know that. I did not either. Really? Yep. Of course, Mark Cuban. Carolina been... Panthers. That's where Baker Mayfield's a quarterback. Right? Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Mark Cuban, group of Mount Lebanon, of course. I'd say he's probably the most well-known of the people sure. on the list. Came in at number 227 with a net worth of $4.6 billion. Uh, Mark Cuban attended Pitt for a year before transferring to Indiana. Made his fortune with the sale of Broadcast.com in, the, in 1999. Okay. That's a long time ago. Those uh-huh. early pioneers of the dot-com, right? He's the owner, of course, of the NBA Dallas Mavericks, an investor of the Shark Tank TV series, founder of a drug company that seeks to lower generic drug prices. And he owns Walnut Capital, right? Uh, they don't say that. I think so. Really? I'm pretty sure he owns Walnut Capital, which seems to own about hedge? 50%. No, it's real estate. Okay. 50% of downtown Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Ron Burkle. The former owner of the mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Penguins came in at number 351 with an estimated worth of uh, $3.1 billion. The Penguins were sold in 2021 to Fenway Sports Group for almost $900 million. Still makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Thomas Tall made the cut at 369 
with a net worth of $2.9 billion. Thomas Tall lives in Pittsburgh. He founded Legendary Entertainment, a film production company, which sold for $3.5 billion in 2016. I'm not from, do you know that name? Mm-mm. Also, part owner of the Steelers uh, was involved in the naming rights for Sure Stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, in an explainer of its methodology, Forbes says it bases its calculations on SEC documents, court filings, news reports, and interviews. Billion? I mean, it's hard to get your head around. It's pretty impossible to get your head around. Yeah. Don't you think? It's a lot of money. Anyway. I mean, does that matter to you? Like, Not in no, the least. No, me neither. I, I, oh, right? It's a curiosity yeah. to me. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's kind of cool. How'd yeah. that guy do that? You know, right. how'd that unfold? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How'd he, how'd he make that happen? Which is really interesting. People's stories of how they're invested. 101.5 WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I'm your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. Dan owed an unbelievable amount of money to the irs i got behind in my taxes it's a horrible feeling he was in denial and when i get those letters from the irs you wanted to act like they didn't exist finally dan turned to optima tax relief the leading tax resolution firm a plus rated by the better business bureau they've resolved over one billion dollars for their clients optima got me a settlement with the irs these people are really people-friendly. It was every bit of a new lease on life for me. The fast action and the great results made Dan's head spin. I felt like I was in a dream, but it's real, and I have paperwork to prove it. They got the job done, and life is good. For tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. If you're worried about what's going to happen with the IRS, stop worrying. Make the call now. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388.
Enjoy. Bachman's Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go with Bachman's. Go with solar and install the roof that pays for itself. Call 412-744-8390 or visit bachmansroofing.com. We are efforting our next guest and uh, hope to have him on the line shortly. We're going to talk about Brother Andrew, who passed away last week, I believe at the age of 96. And uh, this is... 94. 94. It's hard to overestimate the role that Brother Andrew had on providing Bibles for people in countries who were Bible-less. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know the – and Brother Andrew didn't know the exact number. And he said that the exact number wasn't important. Right. But, I mean, it's estimated millions, mm-hmm. perhaps, or more. Yeah. I mean – Until he the, – the book was written about him. And then he became too famous. And then he was too famous and too recognizable, and then he couldn't do it anymore, and then became like a figurehead over the organization uh, Open Doors. Right. I mean, that's a nice problem to have. No right? kidding. Because what, what he did was, I mean, to his, he forgot about his own safety. And mm-hmm. he said at some point, um, wait, I saw this quote that was interesting. He said, I'm, uh, I'm not an evangelical stuntman. I'm just an ordinary guy. What I did, anybody can do. Mm-hmm. Well, that may be true on the surface. But not everybody did. No. I mean, which is why we're talking about it, especially in the in the times of of early, you know, sort of Iron Curtain or Red Curtain, all that. Mm-hmm. It might be a little bit easier now. I mean, I, I have a very quick passing uh, opportunity to smuggle Bibles into a communist country. And, and it, what year was that? Two thousand two thousand one. OK. And what was that experience like? A little nerve-wracking. Yeah, I can't imagine. Uh, given Bibles um, in Los Angeles, a, a, a giant suitcase, and probably there were maybe, it was a big suitcase, maybe 50 Bibles in it. It was a gigantic case, as you might imagine. And, you know, in the Chinese language and and in different um, dialects as well. And we were with the Bible League and traveled along. There were maybe 10 of us. When we got to China together, they said to us, if by some chance, when your uh, uh, luggage rolls off the luggage cart, <laughs> step up, take it over. Someone's going to be meeting us, as is want to do. Tours come in, and then someone will, you know, you, you claim your luggage, and then take it over to someone holding a sign, set the luggage down, and then walk away. And then you walk away, and someone will load those those bags onto a cart, take it to another van, That'll be the last time you see the the cart, which is exactly what happened. The only problem was one of the bags was missing. And so there was great consternation. Where'd this bag get to? Is it going to be exposed that all of a sudden more you know people are smuggling Bibles into the country? I'm sure it happens fairly regularly. Anyway, the Bibles did make their way in. We went later on to someone else's apartment where there were some Bibles. They gave us these some of these Bibles to put in our knapsack. We walked across the border um, from uh, from Hong Kong into China mainland. 
the subway. You can take the subway really? from Hong Kong into China mainland. They said to us, as you walk through, if um, someone flags you, they'll call your name. Ignore it and keep on walking until someone puts their hand on your shoulder. And then, of course, you're going to have to stop, which is exactly what happened. Really? Mm-hmm. So you're walking along mm-hmm. and you're just trying to keep your eyes straight ahead. Yep. Do well, Trying to look, you know, minding my own business here. And that's exactly what happened. Someone yelled at me, blah, blah, blah. I kept on walking and boom, all of a sudden there's a hand on your shoulder. And then what happened? They take you by the arm. They took us into this little guard station and there was one other guy in there already. Um, they opened up my bag. There were maybe 12 Bibles in it. They took them out of the knapsack. They yelled at me. To, uh, in English? No, in Chinese. Took the Bibles, put them in a um, plastic bag, and then put the plastic bag in the trash. We waited for maybe 45 minutes or so. The whole thing was bizarre because they're speaking us into Chinese, and of course I can't speak, and they can't speak any English. Um, someone came and got the Bibles while we were there. They disappeared. And then someone else came in, that's sort of a higher up. He gave us a look over, looked at our passports, took our passports for a while, which was, that was probably the most upsetting thing. Oh no, there goes my, you know, what's going to happen next. And then came back maybe 20 minutes or so later, given our passports back and we were sent on our way. And that was And what were your, what what were your emotions or thoughts while all that was going on? I I was okay. I I thought I'm okay as long I'm as long as I'm here in this location. Mm-hmm. If I moved someplace else, then then of course I would start to worry. But I, I imagine through this little portal, this little pathway we went to, this happens fairly. I, I would imagine enough. That okay. So when you're so, so when you're done with the experience mm-hmm. and you're walking away. All of a sudden, were you like your knees wobbly? Yeah. yeah, a little uh-huh. jelly light. You go, that was weird. Okay, what did I just go through? But and so I'm wondering if before you did that, before you carried the Bibles in, did you count the cost? Did you think about it? Oh yeah, a lot. Yeah, I remember when I was given the Bibles. We all went to dinner in Los Angeles before we boarded the flight, and and then in the far corner of the dining hall, they said. Over there are your suitcases. Now, you have your own suitcase, of course, carrying your own personal belongings. But as you leave here, you'll see your name tag, you know, your name. You take that upstairs, and you take that with you until you hand that off. I took that suitcase upstairs and laid it on my bed and opened it up. Um, And then I got down on my knees and prayed because it was beautiful. It was precious cargo Mm -hmm. to think... Someone produced that in this language, in these dialects, and eventually it will find its way into someone's hand who has been denied God's word. Mm-hmm. And that's very humbling. Did everybody on your trip smuggle Bibles in? Mm-hmm. Everyone. Did you have an option to not do it? No. You were asked to go oh, on the trip okay. specifically to do this. Okay. So to... you had to, you agreed to it before you left. Right. Yeah. Okay. So there was no... Did you have second thoughts? You know what? Um... As we were in the plane and we were approaching Beijing, my heart started to race. Yeah. I got a little anxious. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that's know, not, that's thinking about it now. Natural. You're going, okay, we're, we're headed in. And then, of course, you go through customs and you think anything could happen. Right. And, you know, so you're trying to be. That's the case when you go through customs anywhere, right. not to mention with what you were doing. Right. 
I'm not making eye contact. I'm trying to be casual. All business. You know, trying yep, to, yep. There, there I am. I, you know, you appear. Everything's in order. And so much of going through customs depends on who you get. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like someone next to you would be fine and you end up with some, you know, man or woman who's like super, you know, particular. And then all of a sudden it's a big, huge thing. Yep. And I can't imagine the nervousness I would have felt. Mm-hmm. If You'd that be was nervous. Me. Yeah. Remember the film Midnight Express? Yeah. Right. It's about the the drug trade, I believe, yeah. like in Afghanistan. And, uh, you know, that kind of thing, that anxiousness. You're breaking the law. You're doing something illegal here. They're waiting for you and they're trained to spot you, which is exactly what they did. So Brother Andrew, uh, no one knows how many Bibles he took into Poland, Czechoslovakia, Yugoslavia, East Germany, Bulgaria and other Soviet bloc countries. This was in the decade before uh the book God Smuggler was released. And so then he became unable to do it because everybody knew who he was and knew what his face looked like. Um, but he was born in the Netherlands at the end of the 1920s. He was from a poor family, 12 years old, when the German military came in and took over. Um, and he spent the occupation hiding in ditches because he didn't want to be pressed into service by the Nazi soldiers. Um Famine hit the, Nether- the Netherlands. He survived on eating uh, tulip bulbs, like a lot of other. Uh, Can you imagine? A lot of other Dutch people did. Um, he joined the Dutch army after the war. Went to Indonesia as part of a colonial force. There was an uprising in Indonesia, and he was part of the force sent to, you know, tamp it down. Um, by his own account, and I'm reading here from Christianity Today, he was involved in the massacre of an Indonesian village, and he was haunted uh, by uh, what happened. Um, he started wearing a crazy straw hat into the jungle, hoping it would get him killed, um, because he just couldn't get over uh, what had guilt. done. But he was shot in the ankle and started reading uh, a Bible that his mom gave him during uh, his recovery. And after he returned to the Netherlands, he says that he started compulsively going to church. And then in early 1950, he surrendered himself to God. Quote, there wasn't much faith in my prayer. He said, I just said, Lord, if you'll show me the way, I will follow you. That was it. So that just got him on a trajectory. And um, he said that there he he had heard a a, um, a critical lesson from a Salvation Army officer who was teaching about street evangelism. And he said that a lot of people who are involved in street evangelism just give up too soon um, because the Holy Spirit, he said, has only prepared one heart, you know, one person out of a thousand. Mm -hmm. And uh, Brother Andrew said, well, this is such a waste. Why would you go and spend your energy on the 999 who weren't going to respond? Um, and he said, so he was determined that he'd ask God to guide him to that one person who was ready for the gospel. And anyway, that just started him on his Fabulous. life's work. That's excellent. There's a really good article by Dan Silliman in uh, Christianity Today about Brother Andrew. And um, you can check it out on Sorry Christianity to Today's website. Mm-hmm. We weren't able to connect with Dan right. today. Hey, speaking of street evangelism, uh, uh, top of the show we were talking about, uh, I was up uh, at Penn State. I was at Happy Valley where one of my boys is uh, in school and uh, there for the game on Saturday, which is massive. I mean, just – I mean. And people everywhere and the tailgating is going on there were people who were um street evangelism okay doing it poorly oh yeah poorly yeah angry and scolding which i mean i i, I get that tact 
But boy, it's not a good one. It wasn't a good tact. I mean, no one was paying attention, and people were like, you know, going by as quickly as possible. Two guys in a little booth, you know, a little pop-up tent, and they were angry and just literally, truly wagging their finger at the crowd. You know, it's surprising that people would take that approach. In when, a college when, crowd. When, and what, but when did Jesus ever take that approach? I don't know. Never. Ever, ever, ever. But for some reason, and I saw this years ago uh, at Pitt uh, in front of the O. Mm-hmm. A guy was doing that some Saturday night. Same kind of thing. Right. Like yelling at the kids. I mean, I get it. <laughs> There's a lot to yell about. Right. But holy smokes. Anyway. All right. We need to step away. When we come back, um, flash mob thefts are being planned on Snapchat. That seems like something that someone ought to be able to crack down on, That's right? Oh, yeah. At the Original Mattress Factory, we use only the highest quality materials in our mattresses, and that starts with our inner springs. We build our mattresses with interlaced inner springs because we believe you deserve the best. But mainstream mattress brands use a lower quality encased coil system. So we put both springs to the test to find out which provides better support, conformance, and motion separation. You can see the results for yourself in our new video. Visit OriginalMattress.com or our YouTube channel to see how each inner spring performed. You wouldn't wear pants that are too tight or a shirt that doesn't fit just right. Just like clothes, there's no such thing as a one-size-fits-all mattress. At the Original Mattress Factory, we know that everyone has unique comfort preferences. Our knowledgeable, friendly sales team is here to help guide you and answer any questions you may have. Our no-pressure shopping experience allows our customers to take their time to find the mattress that meets their unique needs. Visit an OMF location today to see the original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. My nephew is obsessed with treasure hunting. We watch that National Treasure movie where the hero solves all the ridiculous puzzles on his way to finding treasure. And ever since, he's been hiding painted rocks in the backyard and making treasure maps. In the movie, the hero has to find a clue inside a glacier, steal the Declaration of Independence, and outsmart the FBI. But for you... You happen to be living in a moment arguably unlike any other, where your home went and grew hidden treasure on its own over the last few years. Home values have gone nuts, leaving most of us with a significant opportunity to do a cash-out refinance and to use that newfound treasure for life. Many use it for credit card or high-interest debt or to just help with a difficult financial time. Many others use it for home projects, vacations, or treasure-hunting gear. If you're curious what's hiding in your home, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing for 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hill seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. Christian television is one of the best ways to tell the world the truth where you don't have to live in chaos and you can access peace and hope and that there is a God who loves you. Bridge of Hope is coming soon on Cornerstone Television Network. Get involved and hear from special guests Auntie Ann Beeler, founder of Auntie Ann's Pretzels, David and Nicole Binion, Jay Gilbert, Mike Smalley, and Jennifer Evaz. 
Join us October 3rd through 7th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network. We've seen the videos of the flash mobs who descend upon stores, and all of a sudden there's a hundred people grabbing and rushing. All right, this doesn't is just, that hack you? Yes, off? it does. Times ten. So, in today's Wall Street Journal, a recent rash of thefts, uh, thefts by fast-moving mobs uh, has law enforcement thinking: How do we make this work? How do we respond to this? Snapchat was among the social media apps and messaging services used by thieves in the Bay Area. The organizing tactics, which police say they have not seen before, make it difficult to catch or identify the perpetrators. When suspects are arrested, they often don't have names or information about others who were there. Quote, this isn't the godfather by any means, Mm. said Steve Wagstaff, the San Mateo, California district attorney, who's part of a newly formed alliance of Bay Area prosecutors tackling organized retail theft. It's like a, a, a modern-day version of, hey, there's a party tonight, and suddenly you have 100 kids showing up. Uh, Snap Incorporated said the company has not looked into the issue and has not found any evidence you know of what? such activity These, on its app. The, uh, How can you not be responsible for like, that? It's like Facebook on Messenger. Like They right. don't care if there's... You know, there's issues and issue after issue related to sex trafficking, and they're like, what's well, not our problem? How can they not be above the I law? Know. I know. Three of the estimated 90 people who overran a Nordstrom's in the uh, Bay Area suburb on November 20th have been arrested. The thieves stole more than $100,000 of merchandise in one minute before escaping in 25 separate cars that had their license plates removed or covered. Get out of here. In San Francisco, five people were arrested in connection with a November 19th smash and grab at a Louis Vuitton store. Police in Minneapolis and Minneapolis uh, had said thieves hit a Best Buy store. All the incidents were organized on Snapchat or Facebook, says local mm-hmm. law enforcement. There you go. Officials and declined. neither organization wants to do anything about it. Well, then they should start charging the uh, CEOs. Yeah, right. Then step up. Right. You know what? Th- that... The whole thing, I believe, started when they changed the misdemeanor laws in San Francisco County, Mm -hmm, right? Right, right. Um, And basically saying that if you steal under, what is it? If you you steal something that's under $500 or something. No charges are pressed. Right. So all of a sudden everybody's walking into the stores and going, I'm walking up. up Yeah. Don't worry. Insurance will cover it. I mean, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Because it'll be higher premiums for you and I and everybody else. Of course. Oh, insurance has this covered. Plus, there's a reason why there are laws in the country, right? So either you're going to enforce them or you're not going to enforce them. Anyway, I don't know for sure that the flash mobs are connected to that, but it just seems like in the news reports I've read, they've been growing out of that time, you know, when those changes were made. Now, I also heard that there was a lot of conversation in San Francisco about changing that back. Um, so I'm not sure exactly where they are with that. I haven't, I haven't followed it. Well, enough, I could but. imagine, you know, Apple stores or Nordstrom's or well, when, wh- whatever. When, when Nordstrom loses a hundred grand in one minute, yeah, someone's going to be paying. Someone's going to be paying attention. I mean, you're going in there just grabbing anything, right? Stuff that it's just something expensive that you can use as swag. What's so uh, we talked about the the. Uh, story from Brooklyn maybe two months ago, a um, a Brooklyn bishop was oh, uh, yeah, in yeah. the middle of a live stream worship service and ended up getting robbed 
Him and his wife. Right. He and his wife both during his sermon. Hit a million dollars in jewelry <laughs> on him. That he was wearing. A million dollars. I mean, that's... So really apparently uh, New York City detectives have arrested two of the alleged thieves, of which there were three. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that unfolds right. as well. And there's a lot of consternation about exactly what kind of bishop this guy is. Yeah, right. Wearing his million dollars. Shaky, dollar, right, yeah. Wearing his, he and his wife Does your pastor wear a million dollars? No, you jewelry? know what? My pastor doesn't wear a million dollars worth of jewelry. Right. I'm not sure I've ever seen him wear a jewel. Mm-hmm. A wedding ring, I think perhaps. he'd look a little goofy with a jewel. <laughs> I do. And I, I don't mean the smoking kind. I mean the gem kind. What the heck? All right, we're taking a quick break. That's the 4 o'clock hour of the ride home. Coming up next, new government data shows the groceries. Man, they are expensive. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk, talk about it next. Right home. Everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Remember, you have a choice in healthcare. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Florida Republican Congressman Matt Gates says he wants Congress to approve additional funds to help his state recover from Hurricane Ian. Correspondent Bernie Bennett. As that report. Gates joined 15 other Republican lawmakers in voting against the continuing resolution last week, which allows the government to remain funded at the current spending level through mid-December and includes a new round of funding for Ukraine as well as for disaster aid. The spending measure freed up federal dollars for the Federal Emergency Management Agency's Disaster Relief Fund, which is used to support recovery from major disasters and emergencies that overwhelm state resources. The Florida Republican then tweeted on Sunday, Dear Congress, on behalf of my fellow Florida man in grave need of assistance, just send us like half of what you sent in Ukraine. Signed, your fellow Americans. Bernie Bennett reporting. On Wall Street, the Dow is ahead 891 points, the Nasdaq up 289. This is SRN News. You've all helped build MyPillow into this amazing company. And now, Mike Glendale, inventor and CEO, wants to give back exclusively to his listeners. Hey, this is John Hall. The Percale and Giza Dream Bed Sheet sets are available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're all on sale for as low as $29.98 with our listener promo code. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale and Giza Dream Sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. These come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. This offer will not last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com for this radio-exclusive offer on all bed sheets. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. My heart was racing just making spaghetti. I could have waited to tell my doctor, but I didn't wait. I was short of breath just reading a book. I could have delayed telling my doctor, but I didn't wait. They told their doctors and found out they have atrial fibrillation, a condition which makes it about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you have one or more of these symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, this is no time to wait. Contact your doctor. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. 
MTS stands for Master of Theological Studies, and it's a two-year degree for those who want to just deepen in their theological knowledge. With an MTS degree from RPTS, you can be ready for whatever God calls you to. We have three areas of concentration, biblical counseling, biblical studies, either the Old or the New Testament. You can also do one in doctrinal or historical studies. Learn how to get your Master of Theological Studies degree entirely online at rpts.edu. RPTS, study under pastors. Whose rule book do you want to play by, the government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rule book and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. All of us come from somewhere. All of us have origin stories. From executive producer Larry Elder. Divine Providence was clearly operating in the lives of black Americans. And director Justin Malone. When I was growing up, we were never taught that America was bad. We were raised to love America. Comes the continuation of their 2020 hit film, Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom Part 2, An American Odyssey. Available on Salem Now. Clearing skies expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 41. Tomorrow, we'll have intervals of clouds and sunshine. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 63. Clear skies for tomorrow night with a low of 43. Wednesday, we'll see plenty of sunshine. Expect a high Wednesday of 70. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Are you still in shock at grocery prices when you go to, to your store? I have been rejoicing in the newness of my kitchen. Yeah. And so, I've been cooking all sorts of stuff. Of course. Just trying things place. out, right? right? Hey, let me... Right. So, I went, and I've done... a you know, a goodly amount of baking. The price of butter is really shocking right now. It is shocking. You know what it is? I don't know. It's probably six for four sticks of butter. Linda Lake's butter. It's probably six dollar six forty something what? like that. Really? And before what, what were you? Used I want to wanna say that I was paying four oh five or something. Six bucks plus, really. I mean, it's it's crazy. So new government data shows that grocery prices have climbed 13.5% in August from the year before. That's the highest annual increase since March of 1979. Wow. That's 42 years. And so that increase is over all groceries. So Mm -hmm. some things haven't gone up that much and some things like butter have gone up a lot. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Because that increase on butter is a lot more than, what was that, 13%? 13 13.5%. So if butter's going up, then everything that has butter in it is also affected as well. And I don't know if this is a blip, because again, before I had my kitchen, I wasn't baking anything. You know what I mean? So I'm not really sure what the price was directly before this uh, hitch up started. Okay, so I read today that home prices have fallen at the fastest rate since 2009. Mm. So 
We, we were at a friend's house the other night, and we lived across the street from our friends. Our old house has been for sale, which is way, way. Oh, I mean, you know how it is. Like you see your old house, and you oh, go, yeah. "Oh, we bought that house. I bought that house for fifty thousand dollars. It's currently for sale for a hundred and ninety-five thousand dollars. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a starter house. Yeah. And you think, what do they do to the what inside the heck? of that? Is there the answer gold? is probably nothing. Well, we've seen the photos. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. But it's a little house. I mean, right. you know, how, how much can you do to a little? Oh, look, at there's a nice sink. $195,000 worth of a nice sink in the bathroom where yeah. our kids, you know, were throwing toothpaste around when they were little babies. So groceries are going up. Mm-hmm. House prices are going down. Yes. Because I believe, of course. They were well, that was a bubble that so was going inflated. to break right. at some point. So you see... Uh, do you see houses in your neighborhood for sale? No, Still for not sale? right now. Really? No. Houses in my neighborhood have been for sale now for a couple of months. Okay. Of course, it's interest rates and all that as well. Right. Yeah. But, well, there was a there was a, a a spate of time when I felt like on every street in our neighborhood there was a house for sale, mm-hmm. but, but not anymore. Not right now. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, thirteen and a half percent. That's nothing to sneeze at. So, do you do grocery shopping in your house? Occasionally. You know, do you do grocery shopping? I could have said, do you grocery yeah, shop? Yeah, occasionally. Be a better way to ask. Yeah. Like, you know, here's the list, that kind of thing. Okay. Which is fine. I can is that something you enjoy? I don't, I don't not like it. Yeah. I don't mind it at all. It's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like a, a bit of a lark. I some, don't, some, I, I don't want to make a, make a gender specific because it depends. It could be men or women, but whoever the spouse is that doesn't do the shopping can often express a lot of frustration going to the store in a place that they're not familiar and feeling right. like completely overwhelmed no, by My wife is so cool because she'll make the grocery list according to the layout of the store. Oh, yeah, I do that too. That's the only way to do it. It makes it so easy. It's the only way to so do it. So, you know, first thing up, you know, we're going down the produce aisle. Right. She's just got to lay it out for me. That's all. You sure. kind of poke around and find it eventually, you know. Sure. Sometimes you come home and you go, I couldn't find that. <laughs> so my husband has this thing where when he's... Con- <laughs> When he's confronted with too many labels, mm, mm. his brain just goes into spasm mode, <laughs> and he cannot like. Ca- what does all that mean? He can't focus. Yeah. He can't get the one thing. So if he's going up to buy, to buy toothpaste, he's just instantly overwhelmed. Overwhelmed mm-hmm. by all the sure, options, sure, sure. all the colors, all the flavors, all the prices, right. whatever. It's just. Do you have a specific toothpaste that you're buying and using? Uh, I always, uh, I started to have some, uh, I was eating away at the enamel on my teeth, John, mm. until I started using Sensodyne, which was rec- recommended by my dentist. And now my teeth are just better than ever. Really? So I'm very partial to Sensodyne. That's really weird. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Yeah. My enamel's just being built back up even as we speak. <laughs> good job. Are you on... glad about it? No, very good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank good you. Job. I appreciate that. Interesting. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break, but uh, Father Jason Sharon is in the on-deck circle, the latest from Ukraine. Uh, Jason, who's been a good friend of ours for a long t- for a long time, took a trip early in the Ukraine crisis uh, with a friend of his, a congregant at his church in Carnegie, and they had an incredible incredible adventure in Ukraine and uh, into Lithuania and Poland and all sorts of of things. Um, For those of you that know Jason's story, he came on the air and talked uh, to us about it, gave us uh, a lot of the details two different times. And um, Jason's got a lot of family. His mother-in-law is Ukrainian who has since moved to the States, but a ton of contacts there. He's going to give us a one-man personal perspective on the war in Ukraine. So stay with us next. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy. 
Gary, can you hear me? Um, Jason says he tried to call in. He said, it says, call cannot be completed as dialed, and then it's busy. So he gave me a number. Try to call him. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, 412-639-1416. And for some reason, I can't hear you now. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know what? the best way to get there. Are we in phone trouble? Hi, well, the first phone call worked fine. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. The coming midterms may be the most important election in the history of our country. The battle lines are drawn. The war for America's soul is on the line. Now is your chance to help freedom win. Join Salem Media Group and this station for the Battleground Talkers Tour. Coming in October, the best minds in conservative media and thought will dissect the coming election. Learn who is on the right side. Join us for a vigorous discussion about the issues that are so crucial to you, your family, and community. The economy and inflation, the border crisis, our civil rights under attack, higher taxes, and the effects the Biden administration is having on this country. The Battleground Talkers Tour will be something you never forget and could make the difference in this coming election. Join us. Wired Differently presents Gallagher, Hewitt, Prager, and Tatum. The Battleground Talkers Tour. Thursday, October 20th at the Doubletree by Hilton and Greentree. Tickets at wordfm.com. Sponsored in part by Abernathy and Hagerman Law. Christian television is one of the best ways to tell the world the truth. Where you don't have to live in chaos. And you can access peace and hope. And that there is a God who loves you. Bridge of Hope is coming soon on Cornerstone Television Network. Get involved. And hear from special guests, Auntie Ann Beeler, founder of Auntie Ann's Pretzels, David and Nicole Binion, Jay Gilbert, Mike Smalley, and Jennifer Evaz. Join us October 3rd through 7th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network. You read the news of what's happening in Ukraine, and you think, what the heck is going on? Our next guest... Father Jason Sharon has been in Ukraine. He is in regular contact with Ukrainians, and he joins us here today. Uh, Father Ch- Father Sharon joins us from Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, Pennsylvania. Jason, welcome back. How are you doing? Johnny Kathy, thank you for inviting me into the homes of your listeners. Uh, Jason, we have been um, a friend of yours, and you've been a friend of ours for a long time. And so when you uh, went to Ukraine yourself um, with a friend of yours from your congregation, um, we prayed for you in your trip. We were so eager to hear about how things went. Um, and that was what? How long ago was that? Yeah, that was uh, we left uh, February 25th. The oh. Russians invaded us wow. February 24th. 
we left on the 25th. Um, uh, and then I went back again on the, uh, the 30th of May. I was there for about a week and a half into early June. Really? Well, okay, so tell us, um, after your first trip, um, maybe give us a comparison and contrast. Um, how are things now in, in relation to that? Yeah, well, the first one was like when the uh, you have a, um, a balloon and you just, uh, you know, let go of it. And all the air, you know, rushes out of the balloon and the balloon, you know, runs all over the, flies all over the, 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 uh, the room. And uh, it was just chaotic. People didn't know what was going on. And it was, uh, no one knew if there'd be, uh, you know, the Capitol would be standing in 48 hours or another day, another week. Um, um, yeah, a lot of chaos, uh, a lot of uncertainty. And um, uh, what happened uh, between that time and June is, is uh, night and day. You came back, they were re- they, complete resolve, uh, uniformity. Everyone is on the same page. This is our moment of greatness. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, that's, uh, that's the difference. The, the ship was righted, and uh, there's, there's a spirit of confidence. Um, and uh, the churches are full. People are praying. Really? So, Jason, you're in regular contact, and of course, you've been a, a sort of a pipeline, a conduit for money and services. W- what's going on right now with your contacts, and, and how are things faring? Yeah, so uh, just um, you know, sending money over to uh, so they can you know buy things. Um, um, a lot of it's just medical supplies. Still, you know, uh, that's that's the main thing, and uh, um, you know, they, the things that uh, they do need though are. Uh, you know, uh, armaments to defend themselves. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, my, my, my role at this point is simply, you know, sending over, over money so that they can buy used cars, um, uh, to take people, they, 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 they turn the used cars into, you know, uh, temporary ambulances to go to the front line, uh, to get the injured civilians, soldiers, and to take them back to, uh, to receive medical care. Interesting. Militarily speaking, um, I'm certainly very, very far from an expert on that, but I do read the newspapers. And so it seems like uh, Ukraine is in a very different position than it was in three weeks ago. Um, so can you talk about that? Can you talk about that? You know, that must be an incredible encouragement to you. But how do you see those developments? Yeah, well, really, it, it's, uh, it comes down to uh, people putting pressure on their congressmen who you know, influence the uh, the administration and the all the international community doing that as well, and um, that's that's really changed the course of the war. I mean, you the uh, the, the the initial you know couple months really the, the Ukrainians didn't have uh, much in terms of um, arms. They they had um, all guts, you know, and they were able to uh, push the Russians out of Kiev and other places uh, just through raw courage and faith and determination, but. Um, to to really uh, move it from a you know, defensive posture to actually um, inflicting uh, heavy losses on the Russians and pushing them um, out of their uh, entrenched positions that required uh, American armaments. And our country has, has really come through. And uh, uh, we still need a little more to do. Uh, you know, the, the Lend-Lease uh, deal that was uh, passed through Congress, uh, that has, has delivered weapons. Um, but the administration, uh, the government has found other ways to send it in. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the HIMARS are really making a difference. And um, it's really e- even in the, the playing field. And uh, uh, amazing things are happening for these people who just want their land. They just want their freedom and they want liberty and life.
Just in, in reading about the number of people who have been killed in the conflict, whether it's Ukrainians or Russians, soldiers and civilians. I mean, I just saw something last week, you know, and of course, uh, Putin is digging deep down into the reserves of available Russian men from 18 to 65. And of course, you know, uh, the, uh, the the backlash from that as hundreds of thousands of Russian men have tried to flee the country. Um, can you speak to about that? I mean, uh, I think the last I read, it was estimated, and of course, no one's figures can be fully accurate, but somewhere in the neighborhood of fifty to 60,000 Russian soldiers have already been killed in these uh, eight months or so. Um, any idea what numbers are of fatalities? Of course, one person perishing in a war is too many, but to think of those numbers, fifty or 60,000 people, that's the entirety of the Vietnam War in yeah, American yeah. lives. Yeah. I, as a priest, it pains me to hear that even one one husband, one son, uh, has been lost. Whether it's Russian or Ukrainian, I I don't want to have any more Bloodshed. men dying at all. And uh, um, but uh, th- this is um, uh, telling in that we look and we see that it is the young men from uh, who are of Ukrainian extraction who've been living abroad for for years, some cases decades. <laughs> are flooding back into Ukraine, volunteering to go in the army. And uh, the young men in Russia are fleeing to the border to go to Mongolia and and Georgia and Armenia. So that foot traffic tells us something, that uh, uh, there's a cause that's right, and uh, men rise to a challenge. And uh, that's that's what we're seeing with uh, all these, these young men running into Ukraine uh, to, to fight um, uh, for their homeland. Jason Trone is with us. Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, PA. Um, Jace, there was an article on the front page of the New York Times last week. I want to say it was maybe Thursday. Um, the New York Times was able to obtain uh, transcripts of phone calls that Russian soldiers made home um, over the first few months of the campaign in Ukraine. And it was hard, really difficult reading. Um and but you know there there are just some some themes that went through a lot of these phone calls and the number one being that uh, the Russian soldiers were misled about what they were doing that they thought that they were going on a on a couple day training exercise they had no idea that they were going to fight into a, fight in a war um, that's shocking yeah. to imagine here in our country that we would be sending people you know that 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 there's any place that that could happen that, that actually could be carried out but it sounds like that's what was happening. Happening as the Russians were calling up forces, they are, and uh, I, I, this sounds like an overstatement, but Russia has really embodied in the past uh, fifteen years uh, the true definition of, of a fascist state. And when I say fascist, I mean the collectivization of all the organs of, of civil society, media, uh, churches, uh, organizations, uh, you know, non-governmental organizations, um, t- television. All of these things are under the control of a central administration uh, that seeks to impose, you know, a very narrow understanding of, of, of what the nation is, and uh, it silences all opposition. Um, and that's that's what's happened in Russia. And for that reason, uh, these young boys, uh, 18 years old, have no idea what they're going into. They're, they're told by, um, you know, the newspapers, the, the you know, the, whatever internet they're allowed to watch, uh, that, um, that this is a training exercise. And they don't know that. Um, and that's a, a theme that is uh, repeated time and again when they are caught. 
um, that they were told they were going into a training exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ukrainians, they're told what they're going into. They're, they're told that this is a war uh, for survival. Ukrainian Catholic Church, Holy Trinity, uh, in Carnegie, Pennsylvania. Jason, talk about the idea of there's your congregation. And, of course, Pittsburgh has many Ukrainians, many Eastern Europeans uh, in and around Western Pennsylvania. What is it like to talk to your congregation, to people who come in for mass, for services, about what it is to be a, a lover of Jesus to see Jesus as the Prince of Peace, and at the same time to see the enemy at the door and you know realize there's a conflict that's going on, that of course Ukrainians and Russians are killing each other. This is a very fine theological line you're balancing on, isn't it? Yes, it is. And, uh, you know, our obligation is, is to you know, pray for peace and, and to love one another. Uh, the Ukrainians did nothing to, to deserve this, to provoke this, uh, and you know, Mr. Putin's response to the to you know uh, his displeasure with Ukraine is disproportionate. And um, uh, at, when someone does that, your obligation as a Christian, as a husband, as a father, as a mother, you know, is to uh, defend the innocent and those who cannot defend themselves, and to lay down your life for them. And that's that's what these men are doing. They initially, in the first two weeks of the war, they went into the war uh, with a conviction that they would never see their wives again, their children again. But they had an obligation to uh, defend those who cannot defend themselves. Uh, and it, it's that spirit of Christ who laid down his life for his friends that forced these these men to you know say goodbye to their their wives and children uh, to to protect them from. Um, you know, the, the, the onslaught. And unfortunately, we know those areas where they were not able to do that, that the, the rape campaigns and the tortures and the, uh, the massacres like in Bucha and Irpin and Izum uh, uh, followed. And uh, uh, for those reasons, you know, we don't want to see our children raped. We don't want to see, um, you know, a desecration of, of human life. And uh, for that reason, we take up, um, you know, arms and use equal force, nothing more, but we use equal force to push back the unjust aggressor, uh, not to inflict harm and uh, do anything offensive on him and his country, but simply to allow our children to live in peace. I'm into that. And of course, Jason, you know the political football this has become, right? I mean, there are many people, shockingly so, who would say, well, yeah, sure, I I, I see what's happened, but I support Russia. And, you know, I'm sure even in our own listening audience, you see the politics of this. And so there is a tension here between, you know, those who love Jesus, of course, from the Russian side and the Ukrainian side, despite what Putin uh, himself has unfolded. Yeah, Russia is a, a master state of disinformation, and uh, he has uh, brainwashed a lot of my fellow conservatives into believing that it is a religious country that's trying to push back against NATO and the godless EU. Well, the EU is godless, but uh, if there were no EU, if there were no NATO, Russia would still be doing this because of its sky-high abortion rates, uh, in which you know the average in some areas of Russia is 17 abortions per woman, uh, and I'm not making that up. And because of that, Russia has no future. And it is simply doing this because it needs to recoup the, the people it killed, 
uh, and its own populations that it, it has lost. Um, and it, it tries to justify it by couching it in religious terms or political terms, uh, but it is that's just simply disinformation. Uh, to my fellow conservatives, I say, listen, um, extend to Mr. Zelensky the same standard you extended to Mr. Trump. Mr. Trump said he was friends with uh, Klaus Schwab, the head of the uh, Economic Forum, uh, and he also appointed men to positions in government who were uh, living uh, sexual lives that are contrary to biblical morality. Um, and, uh, you know, my fellow conservatives supported him because he was good on other issues. Um, and I'm not, and, and I just say simply extend that same standard, nothing more, nothing less. If people don't like Mr. Zelensky, that's fine. You don't like all of his policies. He went to the World Economic Forum as well. Uh, he supports things that I don't support uh, in, in the moral sphere. But this is a country fighting for its life, and uh, um, just extend to him the same standard that we extended to Mr. Trump uh, with all his imperfections, uh, trusting that God can speak through, you know, Balaam's ass, as he did in the Old Testament, and he can speak through Peter and fallible human beings. And uh, we simply have to extend people uh, the, the means to live life as God intended, which is with dignity. Jason, with only a minute and a half left, um... Tell our people who aren't Ukrainian how we can support the Ukrainian community right here at home. Pray. Pray for them uh, that they not be discouraged. Uh, and secondly is to, uh, you, know, uh, 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 you know, make donations, if you can, to uh, various Ukrainian causes. We have here in, in Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh, uh, the um, uh, Perth, we call it, the Pittsburgh Ukrainian Relief Committee. Um, uh, there are a number of us in the organization. Um, and uh, there's the Ukrainian Cultural Humanitarian Institute, the Ukrainian Cultural Humanitarian Institute, um, and um, you can go to uh, parelief.org, uh, their website, and uh, the funds that we, we raise there are sent to uh, Ukraine, usually to buy, uh, um, uh, to help children who are traumatized by the war or to buy uh, used cars so that they can have ambulances. Father Sharon, thank you so much. Peace be with you. PARelief.org. Thanks, Jace. God bless. And you as well. Nothing in this world beats real life experience. Now, of course, a lot of us have sent our kids to college. There's a lot of classroom work and theory and whatnot. But then hopefully there's a day where the rubber hits the road mm -hmm. and your kid goes out and spreads wings and becomes part of the real life environment of what it is to earn a living. And prior to that, the internship is what gets you ready, right? That's the time when you're like kind of in the work world, but not fully in the work world, right? And you're kind of trying to test your wings and ask the questions and get some guidance and maybe perform well enough that you could get somebody's attention later on and maybe get a job. Right. Now at Grove City College, the opportunity for internships exists mm -hmm. and people cement themselves inside of a, a corporation. And once you graduate, then, I mean, the possibilities are endless. On campus, people come to Grove City and go, we know the nature, the quality mm -hmm. of these students. This is an A+. We're invested in these students because we see what you produce. Count us in as corporate partners. 
So if that sounds interesting to you or something that might be appealing and a great thing for your child to strive for, consider Grove City College. Look them up online, gcc.edu. That's Grove City College. What if I told you you can save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant girls and women who otherwise might choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a click or phone call away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or click on the preborn banner at wordfm.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, Lay the Word, Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Clearing skies expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 41. Tomorrow, we'll have intervals of clouds and sunshine. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 63. Clear skies for tomorrow night with a low of 43. Wednesday, we'll see plenty of sunshine. Expect a high Wednesday of 70. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. this make sense? Does what make sense? Ethnic dancing. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Like, you're talking like uh, tambourines. Exactly. I got invited to uh, an Oktoberfest celebration on Saturday that I can't go to, mm. but uh, in Millvale. It's going to be a celebration of uh, German and Austrian heritage. Yeah. Going to be dancers there. That's like a true expression of someone's heritage. Something that's been passed down from generation to generation, right? For probably hundreds of years. When I was in uh, Indonesia, I saw a lot of native dancing. Um, that's particular to that country. I, when I was in the Netherlands, I saw something that looked totally different than what I saw in Indonesia. It's beautiful, isn't it? Are you saying it doesn't make sense? I'm saying it makes so much sense. Oh, okay, good. I love it. Right. I, you know, I grew up Polish. Are they Polish and, dancers around? I mean, this city's cloaked with them. I mean, kidding me? You pull out a polka, we're on it. John Candy I mean, and Eugene here's Levy. The thing. It, Stosh. It's actually a lot like that. Yeah. Yash and Stan. Yeah. Uh, when I was little, you know, if we'd go to a wedding, there would just be a polka band. There was no, there was no other. What else do you no need? No alternative. Yeah. That's your only option. The polka band. And you dance with your grandma. Yeah. You dance with your great aunt. Because everybody do, knew the steps. Right. Everybody knew it. So it wasn't like you know. 
Here's the tango. Club dancing. Here's the Wapusi. You know, it's you're you're club di- dancing. You're Can you imagine nothing club like da- that? It's nothing like that. You're pulling Graham out on the dance floor. Exactly. Come on, Graham. Exactly. She's cutting it and she's laughing and smiling. I really think it's great. It mm. makes so much sense, John. Other cities do this, right? Oh yeah. yeah people yeah. all over the world yeah. do it. Right. I just I think some people tend to minimize it, and I just I want to lift it up. Nice. Makes sense. I was visiting a family a couple weeks ago, and a friend of my brother's came over to show off his new uh, high-end vehicle. The thing was trimmed with wood, like in real. Oh, inside. Yeah. Oh. Like high-end exotic wood Uh, on the dashboard. uh Huh. That doesn't make sense. Uh, does that does no. wood no. like high end nope. wood in luxury cars? No, that doesn't make sense. Make sense. I Do mean, you think it makes sense? I'm sure it looks nice. It's gorgeous, but I, at the same time, I kind of felt bad for the trees. Yeah. But then I thought, well, what are the trees? We know they're being. Are they going? To, they're not going into the Amazon rainforest and cutting these. Things I don't know down, where they're you know going. I mean? But then I see the, the wood's beautiful. I mean, it polished right. to. A super high sheen. The grain. I mean, it's fabulous to and look at. And you think, at. do you need that in your car? Some people like it, right? I'm sure. Well, I'd like it. I mean, I remember the old days, you know. Oh, yeah. The, w- the, the wood metal trim thing, on the side. You hit your head on the windshield or the, uh, just wipe it off with a sponge. You're good to go. I don't think that makes sense. Yeah, I don't think so. Wood in the car. 101.5 WORD. The Word of God. It's bold, it's direct, it cuts across the grain of popular culture. It illuminates the mind and transforms the soul. Its meaning doesn't change. It applies to everyone, everywhere. Hi, friend, this is John MacArthur encouraging you to find out what the Bible means by what it says. Join me for clear teaching from God's compelling Word every Monday through Friday right here on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. You ever see those really amazing videos of uh, salmon swimming upstream? There they are, these beautiful fish literally flying through the air against hard currents on their way to live for the next generation. And life can feel like that sometimes, right? We're all swimming upstream against harsh odds to live another day. And so, in this downturn, these really weird economic times, a cash-out refinance may be the breathing room you need to lighten your load. With newfound money, a cash-out refinance from United Faith Mortgage can help you pay off some debt and give you some money to set aside for a better financial shape. The Faith and Family Mortgage Team at United Faith Mortgage will help you untangle any questions or any anxiety about the process. The small team with the big backing makes United Faith Mortgage the preferred mortgage provider here at Word FM. United Mortgage Court, Melbourne, New York. And a listener 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672. You've already heard a lot about the exceptional retirement lifestyles available at St. Barnabas. Here's what you might not know. St. Barnabas is a Christian organization that dates back to 1900. That's when Episcopal monks started the tradition of taking care of those who had no ability to do it themselves. Sure, the campus may have changed a bit over the years, but the mindset is still the same. Think about it. Luxury retirement with like-minded people. Now that's an easy decision. Call St. Barnabas, 724-443-0700. Hearth and Home Furnishings in Zelenopol offers plenty of ways to get cozy this fall. 
bring beauty, value, and warmth to your home with their wide selection of American-made gas, electric, and wood-burning fireplaces. Or choose the authentic rustic charm of a gas or wood-burning stove or insert. And their realistic vented gas logs allow you to set the mood without the mess. Relax and get comfortable with Hearth and Home Furnishings in Zelianople at hearthandhomepa.com. All of us come from somewhere. All of us have origin stories. From executive producer Larry Elder. Divine Providence was clearly operating in the lives of black Americans. And director Justin Malone. When I was growing up, we were never taught that America was bad. We were raised to love America. Comes the continuation of their 2020 hit film, Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom Part 2, an American odyssey. Available on Salem Now. Does every day of your life feel exactly the same with the years just kind of flying by? Well, you're far from alone. Study finds says it turns out that the average adult spends more than 10 years of their lives on what they call autopilot, following the same routine, the rituals every day, according to a new survey. A quarter of 2,000 adults polled admit that they often drift through as much as five or more hours a day oh, that's... without any real thought about what they are doing. This equates to more than 1,300 hours each year, 27 hours a week. Okay, that cannot be good, John. Or nearly four hours a day oh, doing the same no. thing. Moreover, 64% of adults claim that their daily routine hardly ever changes. Topping the list of routines that never change for the average person include getting dressed or showering at the same time of the day, eating the same breakfast. But 79% of those feel that they are stuck in a rut Mm -hmm. of repetitive routines. They feel this holds them back from achieving their life goals. The most common thing respondents uh, said that they'd like to do but haven't had a chance to yet include learning new skills or craft, traveling the world, starting a new career, learning a new instrument. And uh, that repetition... Includes, you know. Okay, when are you going to do any of that? If you have, a, if you have a nine to five job, right? When you retire, right? I mean, how how are you going to learn an instrument, or you're going to what else did they say right. they want to do? Uh, like organizing dates with friends, uh, shopping. Here's here. This is the most. This is the saddest thing. As a result, six in ten people uh, who want to try to improve themselves have bought a <laughs> have bought a self help book. But I've never finished it, some without even completing the first chapter. Okay. Well, then that wasn't a good book to buy. More, I don't more than half of those polled, 53% think that they should be more proactive about managing their personal finances and their time. Yeah. yeah of course. Well, you buy if, a self-help book. Okay. If you're, lucky, if you're lucky enough, if you're listening to this program, to not have a job that is a – not a Monday to Friday thing, or you know what I mean. And well, you, people like well, they stayed home. There are a lot of people who you know do other things. They're you know might be university teachers, and so they you know Mix teach a class here and there, or you know I dabble in writing, or I dabble in research, or you know what I mean. Um, those of us though that have a regular daily thing, this it, is how it works. You have to really work to not get in a rut. Yeah. Do you, how do you feel about I that? I think you do because you, it's easy to fall into this is how we do it. Now, here's the thing. You go through seasons of life, right? I mean, you just look. You were single. 
You did certain things. Well, I, I was, you always kind of, I was like when I go to the grocery store, said grocery store, you always know the single guys because they're in, li- in line in front of you and the junk that they're buying, you think, oh, you, my poor gosh. Yeah. you poor sod. You poor sod. You need a woman, my friend. You know, but you go through single life. There's the routine of the single life. And then if you're fortunate, you, you meet someone, you get married, then marriage really solidifies the routine, especially the routine with kids. Now, we were with people yesterday. They've got a 7-year-old, an 11-year-old, and a 13-year-old. And, you know, immediately you hear this and you flash back to when, to when your kids you. were age and you go, okay, we were doing this. Or we this were was busy. happening, right? Yeah, happened. yeah. We were really Clubs, busy. sports, scouts, you right. know, dance, all that stuff. And now, you know, your kid's older. They're in college. In some ways, you know, you're a bit of an empty nester until the kids come home again. You're in another routine. Right. But I think that you have, at least I shouldn't say you have to. I feel like I have to do something to mix up my daily routine. Yes. And and so this is what I, so I will, you know, we have to do a lot of show prep before we go on the air. And I have changed it around where sometimes I do it first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Right. Very. So I'll two like I, I don't even take a shower. I do two hours of reading deep immersion. So I did that for a long time. Then recently I was like, I've got to stop doing this. I cannot do this. I have to I have to mix it up. So now I'm trying to exercise first and do that later in the day. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I'm only like a week into that. But I, I like the feeling that I'm doing the same things, but it's in a different order. <laughs> Does that mean anything to you? No. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. Because, like, for us, like, now that we're empty nesters here, and we had to stop this. Now we're empty nesters, and my wife's working late. I'm working late. So by the time we eat, we eat dinner, literally, it's 9 oh or 9.30. We're eating dinner. You're making dinner, eating dinner. So, And then we sit and have dinner, and then we watch a little bit of TV, and then we're going to bed. We've done that now. A thousand times, and I'm like, this is horrible. I gotta stop this. Yeah. So I when hate you this. so when you get home, do you snack? Not really. No. Really, you're not hungry when you mm, get home. No, no. I can hold off. I'm I'm fine. But when it comes time to eat, of course, at nine o'clock, you're or super hungry. I'm ready to go. Right. And then I want to eat everything in the history okay, of the universe. Good. You know what I did last night? Hmm. This was a kind of a low point, but it was also a high point, depending on how you look at it. It was Sunday night. My husband was in bed because he has to get up at four fifteen in the morning, so he was in, he's in bed at nine o'clock. I sit down to watch uh, the football game, and it seemed like Kansas City was on top of it. So I thought, anyway, I'm turning on a new show that I really like. Mm-hmm. I get coffee ice cream, and I found that I had mini semi sweet chocolate chips, which I didn't realize I had. Oh. So I put those on top of the coffee oh, ice cream. Are you kidding? Me? Yeah, you're living large, John. Listen, I ate a lot of that. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because it was late. Yeah. Because I was, it was a weekend. I felt good about it. I didn't feel as great about it this morning when I woke up and thought, why did I do that? So maybe, but at the time, it was very enjoyable. Do you get like that? Do you get like you're eating stuff like that at night? Yes. Yeah. I, I, seriously. Thank you. Once the spigot opens and like I eat, I want to eat like the sink. Really. <laughs> right. And And my wife's like, 
you know, hiding stuff from me because, you know, all of a sudden, like, you know, I'm like, you know, Ray Milland in Lost Weekend. I'm like rushing around like, are there, are there caramels around? Are there, do we have anything? Aren't there any cookies? How about the chips? I mean, I want to eat everything. Think about me with the coffee ice cream. Would, would you enjoy that? You know, because you don't like coffee ice cream. I would eat it. Look, seriously, if, if it was... You know, ten o'clock, and someone said, "Oh, this coffee ice cream." All of a with, sudden, with, that newfound with, appreciation. With semi sweet chocolate chips. I'm there. Okay. Sign me up. Because if there's nothing else, I'm going to go there. But if I ask you to eat that at two no. p.m., no, yeah, me neither. No thanks. Me neither. Just the routine. And here's the weird thing. You know, this is true. Life goes by so fast. I know. You it's going by. Right. And you're stuck in a rut. I don't want to be in a rut. Right. Right. I... So what are you going to do to get out of the rut? I just went to the beach. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> I nice, went to the beach. Nice way to go. Yeah. I, considering most people, right, we we all do. You have to follow a routine to, to, to live your life, to pay the bills, to live another day. That's just how life is. Right. You have to. Right. It's just you surrender to that. That's why staying at home, people working at home, holy smokes, that changes everything. Talk about breaking the routine, breaking the rut. I'm not commuting anymore. Right. I'm not getting but dressed like I I'm used to anymore. I'm telling you, we did that for a year and a half, and then it becomes its own kind of rut. It's full Where boy. you don't go anywhere. No. You never get out of your house. Oh, no, exactly. And then all of a sudden, you're, you know, your dining room that you used to enjoy having a meal at right. is the place that's covered with all your work stuff. No, I thought like I was going to Costco. It was like going to Disneyland. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm in Paris, France. I'm I don't want to. I don't want to go back to that. No, I don't either. No, hopefully ever, never, no, ever. I really don't. I really don't. But most of life, right, is making plans for other things while you're doing other things. Mm-hmm. You're just, it's the minutia of what it is. Oh, I'm doing the laundry again. Yes, except if you really want to make a change while you're doing the thing you have to do, then think about something unexpected or unplanned that you're going to do. Right. We were with friends last night, and uh, the guy's kind of like us. You know, they've got kids who are in college, and he said, oh, my, my wife and I, we went away last weekend just for, you know, like a, a quick little you know weekend trip, and we're going to do the same thing in a couple of weeks as well. I thought, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. If you, I mean, you don't have to break the bank. You know, I'm not going to Paris. Well, I like to. But I was going to say, is that an opportunity? Yeah. But, you know, I really want to go to – I want to travel to Canada. Do you? That's a great idea. Yeah. And it's not that far away. No, right. I mean. It's, it's expensive right now. It's a little expensive. But just a weekend away. Yeah, that'd be wouldn't nice. Wouldn't it be fun to go to Canada, drive yes. up to Ontario? You kidding right? me? I mean. You should go to Ottawa. Just to break it up. It's such a beautiful city. Now's the time for go out and see the leaves, right? Yeah. It's getting close. Mm-hmm. We were at Penn State on Saturday. The leaves have not changed yet. Uh, yeah, Still a little too right. early. I was thinking about Europe because, of course, you know, I'm dying to get back to Europe. Yeah. I just, I absolutely love How you can do that? Europe. Well, I don't know, but when we were talking to Ann Kennedy, a guest and a friend on the show last week, Portugal she was talking about going to Portugal and Spain and how it was so much mm-hmm. cheaper than she expected. Yeah. So I thought, you know what? I never, I never think about doing that. But when would we have enough time to do that? Why don't you just say I got to go? Well, like I I'm going to tell go. you guys, like, sorry, I, I got to go. go. Sorry, I got to go. I went to the ocean. Sorry, I just told you, guys, you I got to go. go to Portugal. I, wouldn't that be nice to go yes. to Portugal? But here's the other thing. Now. My fear is I've, I set up a trip. We're going to go to Portugal. And I end up spending four of those days in an airport. Mm, that's why you have to go for two Flight weeks. Flight gets canceled. 
you have to sleep over, yep. you're rerouted, all of a sudden I'm not in Lisbon anymore, now I'm going to you know, Paris, but I can't get out of the airport, so I'm just hanging out and you're working. You're hanging out in a hotel. It's not part of the same rug. If is I it? fired you, you'd have time. Oh, oh, oh there's there is that option. There Lots is the management time. portal. Yeah. Yeah. Except we wouldn't have any money. No, right. So we wouldn't have any. Yeah. Take a fired vacation. I guess people do that, right? You get fired and you go, "Oh, what the heck?" <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm be why broke. not? I might as well just you yeah. know skip it. Exactly. All right, you're fired. Now okay. go to Portugal. Yeah. Go to- <laughs> I'll hire you back. <laughs> oh, All that'd right. be nice. Okay. Okay. Coming up next, Kevin from The Office made Chili Mm. famous in a unique way. Well, uh, Kevin is coming up with a bunch of chili recipes. You can be a part of it. We'll talk about that coming up next. Chili. Do you know how much you're really paying for life insurance through work? I can almost guarantee you're overpaying for limited coverage. I'm Joel Clark, a select quote agent for over 20 years. My clients are shocked to learn how expensive life insurance at work really is because of a rate that's driven up by unhealthy people. Why pay more when you don't have to? For over 35 years, SelectQuote has helped people save 50% or more by shopping highly rated insurance carriers. I found a 40-year-old man with high blood pressure, a $500,000 policy for only $18 a month. Don't procrastinate. Workplace Open Enrollment will be here soon. Let SelectQuote save you money and get you the coverage you need to protect your family. For your free quote in just minutes, call 1-800-865-2266. That's 1-800-865-2266. 1-800-865-2266. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Full details on example policy and carrier ratings at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Price could vary by health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. You've all helped build MyPillow into this amazing company. And now, Mike Lindell, inventor and CEO, wants to give back exclusively to his listeners. Hey, this is John Hall. The Percale and Giza Dream bedsheet sets are available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're all on sale for as low as $29.98 with our listener promo code. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale and Giza Dream Sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. These come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. This offer will not last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com for this radio-exclusive offer on all bed sheets. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Want to see big on new blinds? Blindster.com offers custom-made blind shades and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Shop Blindster now and save 45% off any order. Just use code RADIO. Offer and soon shop today. Blindster.com. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
you asked me, top five scenes from The Office, moments from The Office, mm-hmm. Kevin with the chili probably is number one. Season five. I don't, know, I don't even know what yeah, season, season it is. Five. But it's the most genius three minutes of television. <laughs> so unbelievably hilarious. Yeah, it's really I can't. In that scene, apparently he did it, of course, in one take. And it's perfect. You'd have to do it it's one take. It's absolutely perfect. I mean, it's just, and if you haven't seen it, you should just go on YouTube right now. And, and if you're a cook, it's like your worst nightmare. It is. Right? You're and kidding. Kevin is so excellent. <laughs> so, of course, if you haven't seen the scene, you can see it on YouTube. But, you know, there he is. He's holding this big pot, and he says something about, oh, how excited he is about the chili. Mm-hmm. And then the next second, he stumbles and falls. <laughs> the pot spills over, and this massive amount of chili Enormous just amount. rolls out onto the carpet in a shocking fashion. And you know, instead of him being like, you know, he's just it's very Kevin. And of course, he's trying to scoop it up from the carpet and put it back <laughs> in the pot, which is sick. Yes. So apparently, uh, the actor who plays Kevin, uh, Brian Baumgartner is his name, I believe, right? Yep. Uh, has a new chili cookbook out, which has over 150 recipes mm-hmm. in chili. He said, uh, when he was first approached about the book, someone said, can you do 100 recipes? And he was like, I don't know. So he put the word out to his circle of friends. He does a podcast as well. And he said they rolled in. Just- so he said it was hard to narrow it down. He ended up with 176, and he could have had you know 500. Yeah. And he said he was interested in how different they were, how, you know, people have a different approach, whether you're from Texas, whether Mm. you're from the Southwest, whether you're from the Northeast, whether you're from Europe, like everybody has a different take on chili. And I would just love to be on that tasting committee. Have you ever been to like a chili cook-off? No, I don't think so. It's pretty common. You know, a lot of neighborhoods have them or churches or whatever. And you go from place to place to place and... Oh, that's really wonderful. Listen, mm-hmm. I, cu- I love it so much. Yep. Um, Brian Baumgartner filmed this, uh, that bit we were talking about in the office in 2009. And at that point, he had never made chili in his whole life. No surprise. Now he's made it like, I don't know how many times, a lot of times. Career, basically. Um, so in his new cookbook, it ha- does have the office chili in there, yeah. which I was just looking at. It has a lot of ingredients. And of course, it looks fabulous. It's got your basic onion, pepper, garlic. Tomato. He says that he uh, has made it with ground beef and with lean ground turkey, and he likes it both ways. Hmm. Okay. Uh, it also has tomato sauce and paste. It's got your diced tomatoes and it's got all the spices. Um, and he uses pinto beans and kidney beans both. Yeah. I love them both. I'm happy to have. How about people who will make chili without the beans? That's which, not chili. No, it's not chili. It's like whatever. What would you call it? Stew or I something. I don't know. I mean, I love a kidney bean. Me too. But do you ever have kidney beans outside of having chili? I have one recipe that calls for kidney oh, beans. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like a black. It's like a rice salad for uh-huh. the summer. Okay, it's the only beans. other thing that I use kidney yeah, beans for. That's pretty much it. That's it. Um, I feel like I need to come up with a way to make it tonight. It takes a long time. It's not something you do on the spur so of the moment. He said that some recipes cook up to four hours. Mm, yeah, I'm sure. But his recipe takes one hour. Really? That's, what that's he really said. fast. You like chili on a hot dog? I was with you. Yeah. At a memorial service. Just a few months ago, that's the first time in my whole life mm. I ever had chili, chili on a hot dog. Chili dog. I'd never fabulous. had one before, yeah. and I it it was delicious. Chili and cheese on a hot dog. But mm. I gotta, I think I'd rather have the chili on its own though. It's fine, but you know what I mean. Like you go somewhere and they got you want a chili dog. Oh yeah, sign me up. How about cornbread? Hundred percent. Cornbread and a bowl of chili. 
with some sour cream and some cheddar Are cheese. Are you kidding me? That's fabulous. Yeah, so it's chill. How about, have you ever, like, store-bought, like, you know, dinty more It's horrible. Chili? I have. I, I did it in desperation. I think I was pregnant with my first child, incredibly mm. sick. And when 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 I was in the early the first sadly first five months of both my pregnancies I was just sick all the time and so I would go into the store and whatever looked good I was going to buy it okay sure because I thought I you know how about um, I tried uh, canned chili and it was awful what about like fast food chili like it doesn't Chick Fil A or uh, I'll tell you right Wendy's. now Eaton Park Eaton Park has good chili delicious really delicious chili at Eaton Park. How do you buy it? How does it come in? Like just, what, a pint? You, yep. comes in a container. You really? can get a small container or a large. You can call and you can drive right up to the drive-thru. And then you just take it home, put it in a bowl, and uh, you're I'm telling go. you, it is delicious. Really? Eaton Park chili. Mm. Now, their pies kind of mess, oh, but I'd be happy to try their chili. Their pies are great. Yeah. Their pies are great. Yes. The chili? I mean, I'd try that. Actually, if you start with some chili and then follow it up with some Eaton Park pie, mm-hmm. then you're... Living, I mean, but I can't do that since I had the coffee ice cream with the chocolate chips last night. Right, unless you have elastic, elastic in your pants. I, I, I just want to fit in my pants. The ride home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.